This is the scoreboard, and it's manually operated like the one at Fenway, just to keep you Burl on his toes. Here he is on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Hey, good morning. Happy Friday the 13th. What? Welcome to the scoreboard with Hugh Burrell on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Coronavirus puts all of sport on injured reserve. A full slate of cancellations in the wake of the spread of COVID-19. The NHL commissioner says, don't call it a suspension. We've taken a pause. The richest event in the PGA Tour has been canceled after one round. In the end, I think this is the right course of action. Spring training is over, and the start of the baseball season has been pushed back. There is no reason to put a date on it. March sadness. This was inevitable. The NBA commissioner speaks. You know, at this point, we're just, we're just waiting. NFL draft might be in jeopardy. There's a lot going on in the NFL, even though the NFL has not been proactive so far, even though it's been silent. And feeling the love. All this and more coming up on the Friday, March 13th edition of The Scoreboard with Hugh Burrell. So by now, at least I hope you know, the name of this show is The Scoreboard with Hugh Burrell. Well, only half of that applies today, and that's the Hugh Burrell part, because there are no scores to report. Well, I guess if there was one, it would be the coronavirus jumping out to a big lead on the world of sports. What's that they say about dodgeball? Dodgeball is a sport of violence, exclusion, and degradation. That's right, and... Thursday was a day of suspension, postponement, and cancellation. Unsurprisingly, the NHL followed the NBA's lead and suspended play indefinitely. But during an interview last night with CNBC, Commissioner Gary Bettman was quick to say that this was not a suspension. We've taken a pause. I'm, I'm a little hesitant to use the word suspension because our hope and our expectation is when things get back to normal and it's safe and it's prudent that we can go back and resume the season and ultimately have the Stanley Cup award. Batman went on to say that his league had to respond quickly to what was happening in the NBA. When the NBA had a positive test and they had to cancel a game at that moment, it was clear to me uh, and through all of our calculus we knew that once a player tested positive, it would be a game changer, I decided it was time to get ahead of it and not wait for one of our players to get tested because in all likelihood, at some point in time, we weren't going to get through the rest of the season without a player testing positive, particularly because the Utah Jazz, which is where the NBA player was from, uh, had used locker rooms within 24 hours of our teams using the same locker rooms in, in buildings that we share with the NBA. As for just when the NHL season will resume, 
that's a question that I can't answer right now. It's something that, that I and my, my senior staff are dealing with on a day-to-day basis. It's going to evolve. We're looking at all contingencies. Uh, and when the circumstances are right that we can play, then we'll look at what we can do. Uh, my hope is that at some point uh, we'll get back to some normalcy. Yesterday on Hockey Central, NHL insider Elliot Friedman said delaying the playoffs is one thing, but canceling them would be a huge blow to the NHL's bottom line. When they told the teams today, one of the first things they said was, we do want to award the Stanley Cup this year. Um, number two, there's the you're trying to limit the financial damage as much as you can. Where do you make the most money? In the playoffs. And if you can create something that's interesting... You know, look at what's happening right now. Sports fans are going to be starving for sports of some kind, you know, by the end of the week, never mind in two weeks. So if you can create something that's interesting and exciting, you can recover to some degree. Meantime, co-host and former player himself, Anthony Stewart, was wondering just how long it would take for players to get ramped up to resume play. And I think another question is going to be is, you know, what do the players do? Say you're off for a month and could it be like a, a a lockout situation where the players, you know, I know it's secondary. Do they hold workouts, informal workouts? Do they have formal workouts? Mm-hmm. Where do they get their ice? You know, where do they go to train? And so that's another question. What do the players do saying there is a month layoff? Because you can't just say, well, you know what? We're going to go home and sit around and do nothing and just wait for this to pass. So on the heels of the NHL's announcement, the American Hockey League and the Canadian Hockey Leagues were quick to announce that they had suspended games indefinitely as well. I mean, paused games. The International Ice Hockey Federation has announced that April's under-18 World Championships in Michigan have indeed been canceled. Major League Baseball already dealing with that huge cheating scandal, announcing yesterday that the rest of spring training has been called off and that the start of the baseball season will be pushed back at least two weeks. This announcement came uh, during the Blue Jays playing their final two spring games. Uh, one split squad beat the Pirates 7-5, Laddie Jr. and Bo Bichette, each belting dingers in that one. The other split squad beat Team Canada's junior team 22-6. On writer's block yesterday, baseball's timeline of a two-week delay. And I wasn't sitting well with former MLB executive David Sampson. There is no reason to put a date on it. They don't know for sure that that's the right amount of time. And what it does is it makes it difficult for teams to plan properly. It makes it harder for players to go home or to shut it down when they think that regular season is going to start in just four weeks. So I don't exactly know what they're doing, but I will say that there is currently no sporting events other than golf going on. And uh, how long that will last, we don't know. Well, actually, now we do know. And the answer is uh, not long at all. PGA Tour announcing earlier in the day yesterday that the second, third, and fourth rounds of the Players' Championship, the richest event on tour with a $15 million purse, would still be played but in front of zero fans. And then last night, after the completion of the first round, the tour did an about-face and just canceled the whole thing. Golf Channel's Randall Chambly says it's better late than never. Tour players do not compete in a vacuum. Before they get out on this golf course, they have to go to a locker room, a dining room, a fitness room, their caddies to uh, a caddy lounge. The people that cover these events are in trailers, tents, and trucks in close proximity to one another. So when you consider the fact that the Florida Health Department 
had said that just yesterday, 26 confirmed cases of coronavirus were reported in the state of Florida, one of those being right here in St. Johns County, which is where this event is contestant. The coronavirus is here, which means that the PGA Tour should not be. I think it was a little late in coming, but again, we were not privy to all of the information that Jay Monahan had at his disposal, but in the end, I think this is the right course of action. Hideki Matsuyama was leading the tournament when the plug was pulled and perhaps uh, pushing that decision to cancel it along was a call for Rory McIlroy that every player be tested for COVID-19, saying the tour should be shut down if any of them tested positive. The tour has also canceled the next three events, the Valspar Championship, the WGC Dell Technologies Match Play, and the Valero Texas Open. Meantime, the LPGA has canceled its next three stops on tour as well. Remember last year when you filled out that March Madness office pool when you hadn't watched a single game of college basketball all year? Yeah, remember how you finished dead last while Doug, the creepy guy from shipping, finished first? Well, you don't have to worry about that this year because March Madness has been canceled. ESPN's Jay Billis says this was the only and right thing to do. This was inevitable, and uh, there may be reasons why it took the NCAA this long, uh, but those don't matter right now. Uh, it could have been negotiation with their, their partners, also negotiation and discussion with their insurance carriers, because uh, there is over a billion dollars in play here just for the NCAA office, let alone all the conferences and the money that was lost by taking the actions they did today by canceling conference tournaments. Uh, that's an awful lot of money uh, that is not going to be flowing through the system right now. Now, the announcement that the NCAA would be shutting down the March Madness tournament came a day after it planned to hold the annual tourney in front of empty stands, maybe, perhaps, to appease sponsors. Here's Stephen A. Smith with his reaction. This is the NCAA known for exploiting the student-athlete, showing no respect for their number one asset, which was the student-athlete, until they were absolutely positively forced to. We all know that the NCAA, in terms of college basketball, makes their money primarily off of March Madness. But it would be one thing if you were calling for the March Madness to be completely canceled and for the NCAA to lose out on a billion-plus dollars that it was scheduled to earn. It's another thing entirely to simply call upon the NCAA to postpone it. They seemed a bit reluctant to just do that. And it just reminded us of their tendency to exploit the student athlete at every possible turn for the almighty dollar. This is the NCAA's history. It's been their history. And as far as I'm concerned, this latest move by them doesn't gloss over or doesn't erase the mm -hmm. reality that they all, they've always been about that. And they continue to be about that. Well, this whole deluge of cancellations and postponements and suspensions came after the positive COVID-19 test for Jazz Center Rudy Gobert, who was seen a couple of days earlier jokingly touching the microphones and tape recorders of reporters during a jazz media session. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski says Gobert was just reckless. What you saw with Rudy Gobert in that news conference, kind of the cavalier attitude he had, um, with, with the media where you saw him touching the microphones and putting his hands on things on his way out. Uh, I was told that he carried that similar attitude into the locker room, and the fear is now that uh, he uh, helped to transmit the coronavirus to, to a teammate. Donovan Mitchell has tested positive. That's right. 
You heard that correctly. Donovan Mitchell has now tested positive for COVID-19. Gobert apologizing yesterday on Instagram for his, quote, careless actions that exposed others to the disease, saying he hopes that his story serves as a warning and causes everybody to take this thing seriously. Yeah, no kidding. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver was on TNT's Inside the NBA last night, and Ernie Johnson asked him the question that we all would love an answer to. Adam, is it possible that the season will not continue? Of course it's possible. I, I mean, I, I just don't know more at this point. I mean, there's another factor which, and may, that may go to the seasonality of this virus. Again, you, you know, I've talked to a lot of experts, it's a little clear. Some have a theory that as it's just as with the common flu, as the season, as the, as the weather changes, um, we may see it begin to peter out a little bit. I mean, again, uh, we don't know. So, you know, at this point, we're just, we're just waiting. You know, we, one of the things we want to do during this hiatus, and this is one of the things I had a meeting um, with our general managers and team presidents late this afternoon by conference call to talk about how are we going to use this time, um, decisions as to whether the players will stay in market, I can, understandably, some of the players um, play in, may play in a market, but their families may live in another city. Will they be rejoining their families? What's the best way to keep them, them safe? By the way, Charles Barkley was not on the set of the show last night. He joined by telephone because he himself is under self-quarantine. Right, we're going to leave it there for now. But trust me, there's more coming up. Yeah. More coronavirus impacts around the world of sports, including whether or not the NFL draft is in jeopardy. How Formula One finally got it right. What's going on with soccer? And a coronavirus love story. Stick around. So with COVID-19 absolutely ripping its way through the sports world right now, there is one league which, uh, for now anyway, hasn't budged all that much. The National Football League. (laughs) However, however, ESPN's Adam Schefter says the league's plans for the draft in Vegas, which quite frankly is already a hotbed for disease, might be up in the air. But you can't imagine being in Las Vegas in front of crowds of people, hundreds of thousands of people, as the league has done in previous years with the draft. That's illogical to think about. We are entering a new era here. Now, the other business at hand is the NFL New League year that is scheduled to begin next week on Wednesday at 4 Eastern when teams are allowed to make moves. Now, again, this is not confirmed, but speculative. I'm hearing there is some discussion about potentially moving back the start of the league year. We'll see. Other football news for you. The XFL has canceled the rest of the season. Who cares? Well, the good news is that players will be paid out their contracts and all ticket holders will get a refund. COVID-19 has also forced the CFL to cancel its regional scouting combine scheduled for later this month in Montreal, Edmonton, and Toronto. 
Other type of football, the MLS has suspended play for the time being, while the premiership owners are holding a meeting today to discuss its future plans after Arsenal head coach Mikel Arteta tested positive for COVID-19. And UEFA officials are said to be seriously considering postponing Euro 2020, which was scheduled to begin on June 12th. Formula One has cancelled the season-opening Australian Grand Prix. The official word coming just a couple of hours before cars were scheduled to hit the track for the first practice session. F1's managing director, Ross Braun, explains why it took so long to call the race off. But we were very keen to have the race. I mean, it's a very positive event here. It's a great start to the season. We wanted to kickstart the Formula 1 season. Um, great race, great fans, um, wonderful weekend, huge enthusiasm here. We have a big impact on the economy here and we have an impact on our economy. I mean, Formula 1 has to function. You know, we have to make it work. So we looked at the whole situation and when we decided to go ahead it looked a bit different to how it looks now so the australian grand prix cancelled next weekend's bahrain grand prix is also in doubt in fact red bull team principal christian horner has already said it's out of the question to hold the race we'll see meantime indycar will go ahead with its season opening race in st petersburg this weekend without fans in the stands but the long beach race scheduled for mid-april's already been called off and nascar says its next two races in atlanta and homestead are still a go but again with no fans in the stands meantime dana white says ufc fight night 170 will go ahead tomorrow in brazil but they'll be punching and a kicking in front of an empty arena Calgary Flames executive Ken King has died. He was the vice chair of the Flames ownership group. Saskatchewan native, previously the publisher for the Calgary Herald and the Calgary Sun newspapers before joining the Flames as president and CEO back in 2001. Ken King was 68 years old. On the station today, leadoff with Ziggy and Scotty Mack has former Toronto Mayor David Miller on at 7 o'clock. Good show. SI football journalist Albert Greer and on writer's block this afternoon, voice of the Toronto Blue Jays, Dan Schulman at 4.30. Well, there's been a lot of bad news surrounding the effects of COVID-19. Could all use some good news right about now. Could all use a love story. Cleveland Cavaliers star forward Kevin Love has pledged $100,000 to aid arena workers in Cleveland displaced by the league's response to the coronavirus. And Love hopes that others will uh, step up and join him. Echoing this in an Instagram post, he uh, said yesterday, Everyone reacts differently to stressful situations, and the fear and anxiety resulting from the recent outbreak of COVID-19 can be extremely overwhelming. Through the game of basketball, we've been able to address major issues and stand together as a progressive league that cares about the players, the fans, and the communities where we work. I'm concerned about the level of anxiety that everyone is feeling right now, and that is why I'm committing $100,000 through the Kevin Love Fund in support of the Cavs Arena and support staff that had a sudden life shift due to the suspension of the NBA season. I hope that during this time of crisis, others will join me 
in supporting our communities. And that is a great love story. By the way, happy Friday the 13th. Thank you very much to our technical producer, Ryan Mon, and our associate producer, Hayden Mathewson. You guys have your work cut out for you for the next few weeks. And thank you most of all for listening to the scoreboard, in quotes, with Hugh Burrell. If you missed any part of this or you want to listen in on your way into work, just download us anywhere you find your favorite podcast.